Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Well, good morning, church. How are you today? You feeling good? What a day. Hey, if you're a guest with us, the church that's been here for a little bit, we want to welcome you to church with a good clap. So we're so honored you came to be with us. It's a great day. It's a great day. Such a such an honor to have our guests with us that are special today, Pastor Greg and Debbie again. So thank you so much for being here. You could have been a lot of places today, but God brought you here and we're just so honored for that. But hey, listen, I got a, a message for you today because we're in the the beginning of our, you know, existence in this new building, and I just want to preach on a topic that I think will set the heart for us as we move forward in this building, and if you'll listen to the message, it'll not only relate to what we have here and what God is doing here, but I believe God has a word for you in it, and so you can have two ears, like I can hear it from my church, but God has something for you personally as well. And so the title of my sermon today is Give God the Glory. And when we think about dedicating this building and, and the beauty of what we have and the so many things that are so much better than where we were, this, it's just like this is where we were to where we are. Like we just need to remember to always give God the glory. And as I talk today, I really want our heart to be shaped to have humility in the fact that God has blessed us, but it's all about Him, and we just want to keep that, and that's my heart today, is just to, to, just to help us see where our heart stands with what God has given us. And so, I want to talk about giving God the glory, and it's really important, and it's important in my life, important in your life, important in the church, and I want to show you in the book of Acts how important it is. It says this, on a set day, Herod, he was arrayed in royal apparel, and he sat on his throne and he gave an oration to them. In other words, he, he gave a speech to, to the people. And the people kept shouting. Now listen, I like a, a little bit of a rowdy church every now and then. So I want you to know it's okay to shout a little bit, clap a little bit. Uh, you don't need to run a lap while I'm preaching. But just a, a little clap every now and we like that here. It's just encouraging. And so while he was speaking, they were shouting. Now, here, they weren't shouting the right thing, so don't shout this, but this is what they shouted. They said, the voice of a God and not of a man. And then immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him, and here's why. Because he did not give God the glory. And then there's a really interesting verse. The Bible throws in some fun verses every now and then. And he was eaten by worms and died. Amen. And so, listen, I'm telling you, there's a danger to not giving God the glory. And so, I struggled with my sermon title, and I went with kind of a really churchy one, give God the glory. But, man, if I were still in youth ministry or something like that, I'd have been like, how to not get eaten by worms. That would have been the title, but I figured I'd stay a little more dignified today since we have special guests here. Next week, we'll go for it. But I want you to notice this, that God wasn't against Herod or he didn't judge Herod because of his wealth. It wasn't that he had even fancy designer clothes. That, that God was not judging that about him. 
He wasn't judging him for his ability to communicate and, and so skillfully orate and, and have something to say that, that the people felt compelled to, to shout with him. And that wasn't the issue. It wasn't the issue that he had great influence and power. As a matter of fact, I believe that God will actually elevate people into all of these places if they will learn to give him the glory. And that was the problem for, for the King Herod here. It wasn't that he had all of those things and the blessings that were there. It was that he did not give the glory to God. And I want us to be reminded of that because it's very important. And the word glory is a, it's a very biblical word. We don't use it a lot in our normal conversations today. And, but I want to share a little bit of what it means so that we understand how to apply it. And so in the Old Testament, when you see the word glory, the, the, the Hebrew for glory is a word that means weighty and significant. And so when it's referring to God, it would be the weightiness, the, the significance of who God is. And so that's how they related to God that way. In the New Testament, the Greek language kind of expanded the thought of that. And you see the word glory to describe God's holy presence. And they would be like, oh, the glory of God is here. It describes the, the beauty and the splendor and God's power. And it describes God's just the awesomeness and the, the significance of who he is. And when it uses the word glory, what it does is it evokes humanity. People like you and I, it evokes us to, to praise him and to worship him and to respect him and to honor him. When you think of the word glory is where the, the deepest places of our worship should come out. And it's the place where you, you think I, I should kneel before the, the God of gods in his glory that is here. Glory belongs to God and God alone. Now, sometimes when you read the scriptures, you'll see the word glory and you'll see the word honor together. And God is to be given the glory and the honor. Glory only belongs to God. There are times, though, that we use the word honor to honor people. And it's appropriate to do that, as we have done with Pastor Greg today, to honor him and others that are here. We honor them for, for the, the role that they have or for the impact that they've had on your life. But we are reminded that glory only belongs to God. And in the case of King Herod, he did not give the glory to God and it was a real dangerous thing for him. And I don't want us to fall into the, the trap of going, look what we have done. Look at our building. Look how beautiful it is that we made this. I don't want that in our life. As a matter of fact, and I'm thinking of King Herod, I see that God wasn't against the successes in his life. He was against the fact that he didn't give God the glory. And in my opinion, that if we will learn to give God the glory in the blessings and the successes that he gives us, it opens the door for God to trust us with even more because we won't take what belongs to God. Amen. Amen. On the other side of this equation, Herod was not giving God the glory. Here's a story where it does in Luke 17, chapter 11 Jesus was on his way towards Jerusalem and he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he was entering a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance. 
And they were crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he looked at them and he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they, as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Verse 15 is pretty significant. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. And he was thanking him for what Jesus had done. And this was a Samaritan man. Then Jesus asked the question. He said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? And he said, has no one returned to give God the glory except for this one foreigner? And then Jesus said to the man, stand up, go, your faith has healed you. And so one man recognized the hand of God. One man saw that this was from God and God had done something in their life. And instead of just running on and doing his thing, he came back to give praise and to give glory to God. And as a result, we see God said, then there's an additional level of healing into your life that he received. Now, I don't think any of us are here today like going to worship a building, and I know you're certainly not worshiping goofy old Pastor Tim, but I want us to stay aware of God's blessings in our life, and I want you to be aware of the blessings that God has given you in your life, and I want you to be quick to always give God the praise and the glory for what he has done in your life and what he's doing in our church. And so I want to take a minute and just help us to, to kind of get this into our hearts so that we never miss it. So we don't, we don't miss what Herod missed and take the glory for ourselves. We want to give it to God. And so as I dedicate this building, as we've done that today, I want this to be really the foundation, the heart of who we are as a church body. And I want us to always know what we're about. And it starts here in Romans chapter 11, verse 36. It says, for him... I'm sorry, for from him and through him and for him are all things to him, to God be the glory. And so it says, for, from him and for him be all the glory. And so I want to start with this idea, and if you're taking notes, this is a great one to write down. And we start with this out of that verse, and the thought is this, that I will give God the glory when I remember everything is from God. Everything is from him. Everything that is a blessing and great in your life is from God. Now, I know some of you are here today, and, and I know you, and you're, you're impressive in so many ways, and some of you are wonderfully talented and gifted, and I mean, we heard some of the gifting that's here, but some of you in your own jobs and in your own life, you're, you're wonderfully talented and gifted, and I believe that God blesses that in people's lives. But I also want to remind all of you that are super gifted that those giftings and those talents all came from God to begin with. And you should give God the glory for it. Amen? Some of you, some of you are wealthy. And praise God for that. I believe God loves to bless his people. And, and in your wealth, though, I want to remind you that it was God who gave you the ability to create that wealth and he should get all the glory for it. Amen? Amen? Some of you are great athletes. And I, I, I love being around great athletes. And some of the high school students that come here, they're, 
They're big and strong. And I got Streeter over here that's got, I mean, you've been eating barbells, I guess. I don't know what you've been doing, but great athletes. And, 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 and there's just so much in, in the, the physical part. And you love it, and I love to see that in you. But I want to remind all of you that it is God that gave you those lungs and those muscles to begin with. And we want to give God the glory. Some of you are really smart, and honestly, there are times I envy you. And I don't say that to put me down. I, I just recognize where I am. I'm like, I'm good with that. I have other things. I'm, I'm very likable. I know that. I'm a little goofy. I'm fine with that. I'm not pulling all my jokes out today. I got to save those for another time. But some of you are really smart, and I just want to remind you to give God the glory for how he created you and wired you to think. Because in that, when you give God the glory, then he can trust you for whatever else he wants to do in your life. When it comes to this building, we want to give God the glory. Yes, we have worked hard. I don't want to take that away from any of us. Yes, many have sacrificed financially to help this building, and I, and I honor you for that. But when it all boils down to it, if God's hand hadn't have been in it, and if we hadn't prayed like crazy, we would not be here without his move in it. And I want to give God all the glory for it. As a matter of fact, and I appreciate that clap, but I, I want us to take it to the next level because when you understand how good God is and what you, he has done in your life, I like the one Samaritan. He came back shouting, praise God. He didn't give a golf clap, and, and you know what? I'm not a golf clap kind of guy. And so if you're really thankful that God has given us a building, then why don't we give him the shout and the praise and the glory that he deserves in his house? Amen. Nah. And let me just say, if he has ever blessed you, if he has ever done anything in your life that you can point at and say, only God, why don't you give him the glory in your life for what he has done right now? Come on. He is so good. We praise you, God. I thank you for every blessing in this house. I thank you for every blessing in my life. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Everything is from God. And I don't want us to ever take for granted what he has done. Next week, we're going to come to church, and, and it's going to be church as normal next week. I mean, last week, we had grand opening, and, you know, like, it was just like, wow. We, it was just unbelievable. This week, building dedication, special guest, and, um, and Pastor Greg's not going to be here next week. He's got another church to go help, and, and so we get him, you know, once every five years or so. But, but so it's going to be us next week. Like the church, the family, those that call Life Church home. Now, if you're brand new, come back. You're family already. We're, we're quick. We, we love quick, all right? So, but when we come, though, I don't want us to walk in the door and think normal. I want us to go, thank you, God, for this house. Like, I don't want the new to wear off. I want in five years to walk in and say, God, I'm so grateful that you gave us this house. I'm so grateful that your presence is here. 
And I want to remind you that in everything you have in life, if you'll begin to look at it and say, thank you, God. Listen, if you've got a truck outside or a car outside that's, you know, maybe had a few miles on it and you're driving it 120,000 miles because you know the cost of cars right now, I want to encourage you when you get in that car and you say, thank you, God, that I have wheels that get me to the next place. (laughs) Begin to set in motion a heart that gives God the glory for all the blessings in your life. Back to Romans chapter 11, read it again for you. But it says from him and through him, and now I want you to see this, for, or from, I'm sorry, I can't even say it. From him, through him, and for him are all things. For him be the glory forever and ever. Second note for you today is I will give God the glory when I remember everything is for God. So it's from God and it's for God. You know, I think that every person has a purpose in their life. And, and I know that in the, the, you know, if you're in high school and college, it's like, like dominating your thoughts. Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And it's a good thought. Even as adults, we, we transition all the time. We're like, well, what am I called for? And what is my purpose in life? And, and sometimes I think we complicate it so much. So I'm just going to give you the simplest way to know what you're here for, all right? And it's this. I believe every person has a purpose. And I believe it is this, that whatever you are doing, do it for the glory of God. Whatever you're doing. If, you're, if you work in the medical field, you do it for the glory of God. If you work as an attorney, you do it for the glory of God. If you're the mayor of Wilmington, you do it for the glory of God. Amen? And you do it in a way that as you do it for God, other people see God in it and they get drawn to the glory of God and you change lives in whatever you're doing. And that's your calling. That's your purpose. Whatever it is, you don't have to change jobs. You can give God the glory in whatever you're doing. As a church, I want us to be all about giving God the glory and being thankful for what he's done, but always that's the the motivation of our heart that we're here for God. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here to to make a name for Life Church, and you know, as much as I like the name and it points to God, and but listen, if they're gonna, if you're gonna remember anything walking out of this building today, I hope it's the name of Jesus and not the name of Tim Blevins, right? I mean, that's what we want to do. I want people to feel the presence of God and and know that this is a holy place, and and that that is what we're here to make Jesus famous. We're here to make His name renowned. It hits the motivation of our heart, though, when we're doing it all for God. I I really, you know, I I chuckle at this statement, but I'm not doing this for any notoriety. And that's been, and I chuckle because that's been very obvious over the years. (laughs) My my Facebook page, I I get like 13 likes. And for the 13 of you, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're my people, you know, so... So listen, it's not about notoriety. It's purely, we just want to come and, 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 and serve God and, and for the glory of God. And, and I, listen, sometimes I still get nervous when I preach. Last week I was really nervous. And, and, and okay, that's fine. And part of it's just a healthy respect for what you're doing. But some of it's a really unhealthy 
me looking at myself thinking, I hope I do a good job. I hope I don't mess up. I hope I do this. And before you know it, it's I, I, I. And I have to flip it because it's not about me. It's all about him. So that's why when we finished the church, I had a sign put up and it sits right behind that wall right there. And on that wall says this. And see the stairs going up? I stand, I'm standing right there. But it says, being on this platform is an honor. And it's all about Jesus every time. And I want to be reminded and I want our worship team to be reminded that when we come on this platform, it's an honor, but it's also a place where we give God all the glory. Now, I believe that God wants to raise people up for his work and his purpose in life. And I believe God will bless you abundantly. But the moment we neglect to remember that everything is from God, the moment we neglect to have a motivation that says everything is for God, then I believe the hand of his favor comes off. And I believe he says, well, good luck with that. Let's just see how talented you really are. And to be real, none of us deserve God's glory even a little bit. And none of us can change anyone's life. I can't save anyone. I can't heal anyone. I can only be a vessel that he used. And if you're going to be a vessel that God wants to use, you're going to have to be one of those that humbly stands for God and say, it's not about me. It's all for you. And I believe then God will release more out of your life than you can ever imagine. So I've been repeating this statement all week long just to set my heart and my mind and my just really the attention of my life is getting shaped from this message. And I hope it is for you. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. And maybe this would be one of those statements that you put on your bathroom mirror or somewhere that you see often. Because it's, it's, it shapes the way you live your life. It shapes the way you think. And the statement is just a recap of all that I've said. But, but I wrote it like this as a simple way. That everything I have is from God. And everything I do is for God. And if you make that the, the, the statement of your life, the heart, the motivation for what you do, you'll be a person that quickly gives God the glory for all the blessings in your life. And you'll be a person that, that determines that the motivation is to purely do it for the kingdom of God and for him. And I really believe that if you'll live that way, and you'll see God do some amazing things in your life. But more importantly, I think he'll do things through your life that'll astound you. And I think that's what he wants to do here. I don't think we've built this building to coast. I don't think we built this building just for us. First for him, but also for all those that don't know Christ yet. For all of those that are out there that are walking in their place of pains. We're, we're a place that people who are in different places and even different ways of thinking than you and I. This is a, a place we put welcome home because we want everyone to have a sense of, I, I can come here and belong. And then through God's word, he'll bring the change that's needed. If we as a church body Determine that it's all for him. So when you are serving in, the, in our parking lot, we, had, we actually have parking lot attendants now. And we used to have them, they didn't have anything to do. Now you actually have something to do. 
But you know what? If you're doing that to get noticed, let's say you're doing it. I want Pastor Tim to see me out here waving the orange wand and parking people. And, and you know what? And I don't see you. And if that disappoints you, then heart check. You did it for the wrong reason. If you're in kids ministry and you're serving and making a difference in those little hearts' lives and, and somewhere along the way, you're just like, well, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't that. And I just want to say to you, remember the, the why. I'm doing it for God. Maybe you're, a, you're here to give your, of your tithes, your offerings, and your, your finances. And maybe you're hoping in some way that gets you noticed. And then it doesn't, because it won't. What it'll do, though, is if you have a wrong attitude in that, then you're giving out a wrong purpose. But if you give because you want to honor God, I want to give God the glory, then it's the right heart, and then God can bless. And so as us as a house, let's, let's shape our heart that everything is from God, and everything is for God and his glory. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. That's who we are. If you love that, give me a clap, would you? Actually, give God a clap. Don't clap for me. So I know on a Sunday like today, someone is probably here for the first time, and maybe you've never begun a relationship with God. Someone invited you, maybe, maybe you wanted to come and check out the, the skating rink and see what they did, and you're, you should be impressed with these floors, I'll say that, they're beautiful, but, but I don't know how you got here, but maybe your heart, your life isn't surrendered to God yet, and without that, there's no way for you to give glory to God, and I want to give moment, a moment in this service today for you to to receive forgiveness of sin and to begin a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so I want to remind you of this, that, that God loves you. God is love. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. It's not because you've been really good or really bad. You can't make God love you any more or any less out of your actions. He just loves you. The reality is, though, is all of us have sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've all done things we shouldn't have done. And that's what separates us from God. And, and what do we do with that sin? And you can't do anything to take your own sin away. And that's why Jesus came. He came to earth and he died on a cross. And he took all of the sins, mine and your sins, upon himself. That's why it was a gruesome death. Sin has a heavy weight. And he took it for us so that we can be forgiven from the things we've done. Your role is this, to believe that Jesus died for you. Believe that Jesus rose from the grave. And you shall be saved. So would you bow your heads in this real holy moment? And I pray in this moment that if that's you, you would take this opportunity to say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If that's you... Would you be bold enough to lift your hand to me? Just lift it up in the air and say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I see your hands, several hands. 
so beautiful. You can put your hand down. And I would love for all of us to pray with those that raise their hand out loud. Would you pray this? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He was buried. And he rose from the grave. I turn to Jesus for forgiveness today. And I receive that and salvation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you give a clap for that? So good. So good. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet as we go into what I consider one of the most important parts of our service. And so you may be new to us and thinking it's over and it's not over. This is like going to be one of the most important things we do. Because at this point you've worshipped and your heart has been touched by the word of God. And, and what do you do with that? Well, we're going to have some people up front that are ready to pray with you. And maybe there's something going on in your life. You're like, I just need somebody to pray. I don't want to leave here until I've taken this to God. Maybe your, your body is unwell in some way and you're like, I need prayer for healing. We're here for you. There's also communion for you today. There's communion at the front tables and two in the back. And you can leave your seat in just a moment and go to that table and you can get a little cup and it's a little wafer and some juice and the, the little wafer, the bread represents the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for us. The juice represents his blood that was shed so that we can be forgiven and, and be saved. And you can go to that table in a minute, you can get that cup, you can either take it back to your seat, you can stand somewhere in the room with a friend or family and take communion together. And remember what Christ has done. If you prayed that prayer today to be saved, I would love for you to take a, a really bold next step and come to one of the people that are praying up front and say, that was me, I prayed that. And, and let us just pray with you. Just kind of let us know that was you and we're not going to embarrass you. We just want to partner with you in what God's doing. And so I'm going to pray. As soon as I finish praying, you're free to go get communion. You can come get prayer if you'd like. You can stay in worship with us. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for this church. Thank you, God, that your presence is here. And Lord, we pray that as people come for prayer, they would, they would be able to experience your presence in it. And Lord, do your will. Heal people. Set them free. Whatever they need, God. And Lord, I pray that as we go to communion, God, it would be special. We would remember Christ. But Lord, I want to thank you for this house that we know that it is all from you and we want to give you all the glory. We want to do it for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're free to move.